0: You are listening to Lesbians on Screen, a podcast that looks at lesbian and queer women on big and small screens. This season we are delving into the global phenomenon of and Tina. I'm Sheena, my pronouns are she, her.
1: Hi everyone, excited to be here. Monica McCowan, my pronouns are she, her as well, and I am a lesbian author and Juliantina superfan and aficionado, I guess, which is why I was invited to be on this podcast, but uh, extremely excited to, to get to
0: relive one of my favorite fandoms that I've ever been a part of. So we're at the park again. The park is quite an important spot for these two. First meeting second meeting, romance meeting, and Val is trying desperately to leave her bodyguard behind so that he doesn't interfere with all the fun that's about to happen.
1: And they've had a fight. This is the next interaction after they were together and, you know, Valentina encouraged Juliana to go to fashion school and Juliana tried it and it didn't work out. She didn't fit in there. So they have kind of what is like their first fight. So they go their separate ways, but obviously both feel poorly about it. They decide, I don't know if it really clarifies who who asks to meet the other, but they agree to meet up and they meet up in the park and they have a very intense hug. They're both really excited to be back with one another. And then, you know, almost immediately, Juliana gives Valentina this gift that she made for her.
0: It's ridiculous how beautiful this scene is. It's just so cute.
1: Yeah, they're they're so sweet and so vulnerable. And one of the things, you know, you see it with Juliana, when she's with other people, and usually Valentina's around too, so it's tempered a little bit. But in Juliana's scenes where Valentina's not around, like she's not standoffish, but she's very closed. She doesn't really let herself get close to people. Um, she doesn't think the best of people. She always assumes. That somebody is working an angle because in her experience they have, but it, that all kind of goes out the window when she's around Valentina, um, and giving the the gift of the shirt provides this natural, very organic segue into. Valentina talking about how her brother Guy is having a birthday party this evening and she's going to wear the shirt that she was just given there. What a great idea. Um, But also that she wants Juliana to come with her. So, you know, they go from having a fight and making up to I got you this gift and then, oh, you got me this gift. That's great. I need you to come to this party with me anyway. It's going to be great.
0: Uh, And there's so much eye contact and lip biting and all the very cute typical kind of uh, romantic signals also it's, it's shot close up with both of them very intimate and then we have the quintessential moments of trying on multiple outfits in a boutique somewhere
1: god i love a good montage this is i have talked about this before this is something that visual media does so well that it's extremely hard to capture in writing the montage scene. And I, you know, I I wish I could find a way to do it. I'm still working on it. But yeah, this is just, it's so perfect. She's trying on different dresses. Valentina picks a bunch out for her. Um, I think they go through two. One they laugh at very sweetly. One's like, okay, but not the one. And then Juliana comes out wearing this dress. And the look on Valentina's face is just done perfectly. And what I love about this shot is even though it's Juliana trying on the dress, it's all about Valentina's reaction to it. And this show does such a good job because to the average person watching it for the first time, like you could still delude yourself into thinking they're just friends and this is a story about friendship. um, But they're starting to get these longer longing glances that are really putting the viewer in this position of watching it, you know, through the character's eyes to really feel these moments in a way that is, you know, not platonic anymore.
0: Val's also using every opportunity to touch Jules. She holds her hand, she steps closer, she gets right in her space. And there's an intimacy about that moment. And for the first time, I think, Val's looking at Jules differently. Yes. And to bring home that point... We now see the evening at the party when Jules arrives in Val's chauffeur-driven car.
1: Yes, because obviously Valentina has to make sure her future girlfriend is picked up and brought to the party. And again, it's just one of these moments and it's so... Emotion overload when you're watching this because those scenes are back to back. So you get the dress scene, which is amazing and perfect, and then they see one another. There's no kind of like filler scenes in between it of them with other people getting ready. It's just bam, bam. Very gratifying from a viewer's standpoint. And Valentina sees Juliana and literally says, Wow, you know, just so obviously taken with her. And again, like we're watching. Valentina to see her reaction to the situation. Another amazing scene and they're basically there together and it's setting up this whole thing. If they were a male-female pairing like you would have no doubt that this was
0: a date. Absolutely. There's a gorgeous shot where as Juliana steps out of the car you start at her feet and then the camera pans up as if you're looking at it from Val's point of view and you just take in the whole of her gorgeousness. And it is perfect. Now we transition inside the house and Val is introducing Jules to her brother and some other chick.
1: um, And she is part of Gie's life in the beginning of the show. But Gie has a different love interest, but they don't all come up a lot together. But yeah, that's what's going on. She's there with him and has just given him this nice watch. So they're kind of having a moment. And Gia is being a little standoffish and it'll come up later. But like he's not really a big party guy. uh, Doesn't, you know, want this party. It's become a very big party when it was supposed to be just a small gathering of friends. Um, So Juliana is introducing, is being introduced to Gie, and Val is trying to pull her brother out to have some fun. And again like as a viewer they do a really good job of it's not misdirection but obviously setting it up of like hey this you know here's my brother and she was trying to throw them together anyway it's really good subtext and it's not all overt and I think that this show again just so impressed with how they bring the viewer along with them and then you can talk about this scene but I also we we've talked about Sergio a lot already and this is just another scene where his true colors come out. And I think he's, you know, more than just like an idiot teenager. He has been so dismissive to Juliana in their last few encounters, but she comes in looking all good, super dressed up, and suddenly he's back in it and is very taken with her again and is, quite frankly, much nicer to her than he has been in a while.
0: So we're in the party and every time we see Jules and Val together, they are touching each other in some way. They're holding hands. They're dancing together. The one is kind of leaning on the other one. They have eyes only for each other. And all the friends and boyfriends and such keep trying to sort of separate them. Yeah. And much to the unhappiness of the two main characters. Well, main for us.
1: Yeah. They all just want to hang out with each other. And uh, Lucho is walking over. Uh, to kind of co-opt Val's attention right now and Sergio grabs Juliana to dance with her. And they're going to start having this conversation where you find out that Valentina didn't even invite Lucho. Like she did not want him there. And not only did she not invite him, but once he found out about it, he is the person that invited all of these other people to the party. I I really think that Valentina has her faults in the way she acts as a part of this relationship. But he is just so dismissive of her feelings and really just does whatever he wants. Not his fan, as y'all be able to tell more and more as we go through this.
0: So what's interesting is he grabs her and he's dancing with her and she keeps trying to pull away to go back to Juliana because he sort of interrupted them. And At one point like Julian is looking across longingly at her there's so much uh, connection between these two at this point even with all the distractions and all the friends and the the guys and and Lucio trying to kiss Val on the side there there's an undeniable attraction between these two I, I don't know what do you think at this point do you think that either of them realize it yet or do you think that's coming?
1: I think they don't know what it is. And I think that, you know, it's really hard if you've never been in love to know that that's what you're feeling for the first time, even more complicated if it's with somebody that you're not expecting to feel that way about. And I think that that's a lot of what it is. Like they are both regardless of romantic feelings, very lost and very alone in this world. So I think it is completely plausible that they just think they've found this deep emotional connection with somebody and maybe just even a friendship connection. But I think there are these moments of attraction, but not these moments of, oh, we're going to build a life together and be together and fight for each other kind of deal. They don't, you know there's not that understanding and awareness yet of what box they kind of fit into
0: in one another's lives or could. But there's definitely this desire to be with each other and be alone with each other. So then Val escapes the party and Jules runs off behind her like, what's going on? The
1: the build up to this, we didn't talk about it. So couple things when Valentina is uncomfortable or doesn't know how to deal with the world she turns to drugs and alcohol that's a very recurring theme of her early character arc and the setup of who she is as a person so she was having this nice time with Juliana wasn't drinking. Juliana doesn't drink at all. Um, And then Lucho's there and he's pushy and they kind of get separated. And they have this conversation where, you know, he tries to say it like it's a good thing. And he's like, I'm not even drinking. But he's not drinking because he's doing drugs. Uh, It translates to love pill. But he has, you know, Molly or MDMA. And he gives that to Valentina. And her instinct is to say yes to things like that. And also, I think, you know, drugs and alcohol are how she kind of dims the feelings she has about the people she's with at any given time. And even though Juliana is there, she's not really getting to spend a lot of time with her. So she does Molly, uh, takes the pill, while Sergio is also, again, putting this narrative in Juliana's ear because this is what they do. They get to them and they separate them. And, you know, neither of them want to, you know, Valentina doesn't want to talk to Lucho and Juliana doesn't really want to talk to Sergio, but, like, that's what they do. So Sergio, again, is doing the, oh, they make up and they break up and that's just how they are. So now we see Juliana and Valentina together out in the hallway and they haven't seen each other for a little bit. And Juliana has these ideas again about what her kind of part of this friendship or relationship is. And she's feeling unsure and Valentina's on drugs. So this is where they find one another again, just to kind of set the scene for, for this, the next couple of moments.
0: It's my least favorite scene. I mean, if
1: we're saying positive things, Val has an amazing high pony. So that like, if we're picking out the positives, (laughs) Juliana trusts her and Val says, open your mouth. And She does and realizes she puts a pill in her mouth, and Val, you know, doesn't even question. That this isn't something that Juliana would want to do. And you think that, you know, Valentina thinks that Juliana took the pill, but she spits it out. and You see that on camera. You know she didn't take it. But Ava, her older sister, walks into the frame and is like, why are we having this party? You know, she's kind of been tasked with keeping everything under control after the death of their father. Um, And... Valentina acts like a little kid she puts her hands over her ears and she shuts her eyes and she doesn't want to hear it like this is not what she wants to do right now and Juliana even though you know she's obviously a little bit upset or confused about Valentina giving her the pill without her consent is like no it's fine I'm sober I'll take care of her like we're all going to be fine to diffuse the tension and get get Val back to a position where she feels a little bit better. And I know this isn't a great scene, but it is really funny when they walk away and she hugs, Val hugs Ava's husband, and then she sticks out her tongue at Ava and runs away. So there are these like moments of humor and sibling, you know, fighting interspliced with kind of these like more serious things happening. And again, just another shout out to the show being so layered and nuanced that they do that so well. Cause you don't really like see stuff like that on an American daytime soap opera.
0: And then we go back into the party. Jules and Val are dancing and having lots of fun with, and shout out to the high pony that comes into play with the dancing here. Yes. Um, And in the background, you see the chauffeur that's actually... It's
1: Val's dad in the body of Juliana's father, who is pretending to be the chauffeur.
0: That. In the background.
1: Did everybody read the infographic? Right. Because the infographic is very important to understand what's going on here.
0: And, uh, and then he sees um, Jules and he kind of disappears. Yeah.
1: And that's important. It's not just a throwaway scene. It's very important because the girls come back into the party room together and immediately the boys try and separate them. They want to go to another place or a bar or whatever. And Valentina is not having any of it. And Juliana says, I don't want to go. And Valentina's like, well, I don't want to go either then. Uh, and the boys get really miffed. But it's obvious that she's not going to to go. She wants to stay with Val. But, you know, Val's just not having a really great time anymore. The stuff with Lucho and Sergio is just uncomfortable for her and she knows now that Val is on drugs and she feels uncomfortable about that so she asked to go home and it's the chauffeur who is currently working and would be the one to take her home so now we're seeing this flashback because he you know they point to these points to Jules to take her home, and he's having this flashback. He doesn't remember a time as Jules' father because he's not her father, but remembers seeing her when they crossed the border and fled back into Mexico to get away from everything. So it sets up this construct where Jules wants to leave, but kind of can't leave because Hakobo is just M.I.A., who is usually, he's a very reliable, a very good, you know, helper to the family. And they just, they can't find him now.
0: But that leads to the first sleepover. Because if she can't go home, naturally she's going to sleep over. And way better in a mansion to sleep over than in your best friend's bed.
1: Obviously. It's the only way this can go.
0: (laughs) So then we also see,
1: um... Hakobo. So he is in the family's security room, and he's looking at all of the footage and kind of zooms in on Juliana, and he says, that's El Chino's daughter, which he is in the body of El Chino. So they had spent some time together when they were crossing back into Mexico, uh, but he had never really seen her as a, a friend in Valentina's life. They both kind of got into Val's life at the same time so their paths haven't crossed and that becomes a huge plot point will they or won't they run into each other because if they run into each other it's going to be catastrophic and they've already had like a few close calls to up the the intensity of the show but he's now kind of experiencing these flashbacks with Juliana and her mother being like I'm not who you think I am I'm not this person but you know he's watching her with Valentina and very obviously understanding that that's who this person is.
0: And obviously he's a little confused because how did this happen? The last time he saw her, he was in a, a different country. I think, I think he was in the States then. So this is Chivis doing what she does and, and shutting down the party. It's late. Everybody needs to go home. And Jules and Val find themselves in Val's bedroom again. So Val puts on the same song that they danced to and the song she's had on repeat and the song that her brother came in and, and, you know, turned down because it was so loud. And now she wants to dance with Jules, but she's high as a kite.
1: And Juliana lets Valentina think that she took the pill um you know she asks Val where she got so much energy from and Val's like from the pill don't you feel that way uh and who's kind of lies and makes up makes up some like symptoms that oh i i actually feel like a little bit dizzy on why she's like not up and excited but one of the the side effects of molly is it makes you very affectionate uh and Val is just all about them being as close as they possibly can to one another. So she's, you know, pulling who's around the room with her and then kind of like gets her to sit on the bed. I'm trying to think of a, a good way to frame it without making it seem weird since we're just doing the audio for it. It's innocuous but obviously very like fraught with tension for the viewer. And then they start to play this game that uh, right now, we don't know if this is a real game, but Val says that it's a game that she used to play with her siblings um, when they were younger.
0: So we should talk about this moment. Mm -hmm. So go ahead.
1: (laughs) Okay. So uh, they play the game. Uh, Juliana humors her and Val is just kind of running her fingertips around Juliana's shoulders, and framing her face with her fingertips, and they touch hands, and Juliana's eyes are completely closed. You think they're going to kiss. They think they're going to kiss.
0: Everything about this scene is... Go ahead. Val leans in. So Jules is sitting there, uh, sort of playing along with this game, eyes closed. Val leans in. You can see that she can feel Val getting closer, though. And the touches definitely become more intimate. And they're very close when they get interrupted.
1: Right. And the door opens. It's Gia coming to say hi. They break apart. But Val being her typical Val self is immediately like, Gia, you know, happy. That he's there, wants to dance with him too, wants to play the energy game with him. So apparently it is a real game. We find out.
0: Although he doesn't remember it. But just as they break apart, Jules stands up, puts her back to Valentina and then turns back towards the room and she's touching her mouth. I think that's important. Yeah.
1: And there, yeah, there's just so much happening in all of these scenes that I think you could watch it a hundred times Uh, and still pick up something different. But yeah, you're right. And then now you see who's in the background and she's kind of like expelling a large breath of air. Like what is going on right now? Um, But Valentina is having a conversation with her brother and she's just very sweet right now, but super high. And she wants to go swimming and Again, a lot of people probably haven't seen the episode because it's not before, it's before they knew each other, but she gets really drunk and almost dies in a swimming pool. So Valentina going swimming right now is not a good idea in any way, shape, or form, but she just kind of wants to keep the party going is what's going on with her. But Guille shuts that down completely and is like, no, I'm going to bed again. Juliana kind of steps in, Uh, and says that she will take care of her because Hakabo just completely went MIA and there's nobody to take her home and all of the other staff has gone home. So she really, unless she gets a
0: taxi, she can't get, get home. So now they're alone again and...
1: And this is, I think, when Jules really starts to get it. You know, I think that this night is really important for both of them in different ways um because valentina's affection could be misconstrued because of the drugs but juliana is completely sober and then when given the chance and valentina is asking if she can take the shirt off of her that she made she kind of, you know, rubs her hand along her back and her shoulder and just has this moment of, like, longing. Like, you can see it on her face. She doesn't act on it, but she is definitely feeling and understanding something that maybe she wasn't as aware of Interesting. before. So you think she came to it first? I think that she is more aware of Valentina but also more aware of the ramifications. And Valentina just kind of leads with her heart and lets her head follow. So she, I think Valentina could accept herself like finding somebody attractive, um, but wouldn't really understand the implication of that. And, you know, her world is just a world of, oh, I like you, I want to spend all this time with you. I'm just going to like fit you into my life because she has all of these things at her disposal, versus I think things have been a lot harder for Juliana in her life, has had kind of worse experiences with people that she wanted to love and trust. So even though she feels these things, and I do, I'm doubling down on thinking that Jules feels or understands them first, she's much more cautious. Which is what kind of stalls
0: then. So now we get to the following morning and they're lying asleep together. And the positions in which the characters are placed is very telling. So we've got Jules lying, arms sort of crossed, very self-contained. And then we've got Val lying facing her, much more sprawled on the bed. And is this where she's wearing the, the t-shirts? This is...
1: The more than friends future, yeah, it's I love it because the the show was so good about being you know very subtexty and also building this organic relationship. But by this point, you know we're about a third of the way through the show. They're just like for anybody <laughs> at home who's not getting this yet, we're gonna make it super obvious t- to the point of. Jules' understanding first, this kind of bolsters it for me because she's already awake. You know, Valentina is sleeping peacefully, and Jules is awake thinking about the implications of what happened last night. But Valentina wakes up, rolls over, you see this more than friends plastered on her t-shirt, which is like a neon billboard for viewers to understand their relationship. And they have this very like sweet, cute, uh, Valentina grabs onto Juliana's hands and is like, no, I want you to stay, like hang out with me. Um, But Juliana unfortunately says that she has to go home. Yeah,
0: because she knows if she stays, nothing good will come from it for her. So Val phones the like, bodyguard person to get him to tell Chivis to make breakfast for her and to tell uh, one of the chauffeurs to take Jules home. If, if that in itself does not scream privilege, I don't know what does. <laughs> yeah.
1: Oh, completely. And I think, you know, Juliana knows that being in Val's life is addictive that level where she's just like, no, stay, we'll have somebody make chili chilequiles. And who doesn't want to let herself get wrapped up in that and think that it could be her reality? But what's happening in this next scene kind of flies in the face of that. So, you know, she makes the hard decision and decides to leave and go back home. But she leaves wearing Valentina's clothing and looking back at this house and having this memory of them last night. And again, she's totally sober. Has been sober the whole time, and you know, Alerio's helping her into this car to chauffeur her home. So she's doing what she thinks are the right things to to keep her space and to keep her sanity amidst this confusing time. Um, but it's very clear from the action driven sequences that are happening that she's already in it. Like there's a gorgeous is, you know.
0: moment as she's leaving, like intercutting between her remembering last night and she's got this kind of sort of dreamy expression on her face I don't know if they could have done it better to show that actually she's realizing that she's falling in love and but it's it's beautiful and intimate but I don't know if it's enough yet that she would come back if Val didn't keep pushing
1: yeah because I think regardless of it being a woman that she's falling in love with, she's afraid of wanting anything. Her life has just been a series of disappointments, you know, an abusive father having to flee the country, she and her mom struggling every day, you know, just kind of the way she's been treated peripherally by people in Val's world. She's terrified to want anything. And I think that that's a huge driving force behind her character and the decision that she makes and I think they do a really good job of always keeping that as a, a character attribute that she doesn't really waver from and that even if she makes choices that you don't like uh, or disagree with it, they make sense to me at least
0: absolutely uh, no they do it was exceptionally played her character just in general all right now we see uh, breakfast i think this is the scene where she finds out that her mother had a friend so val and her brother are having breakfast in the morning and they're having a discussion about fashion and stuff
1: yeah there's a couple things going on here guille says something about lucho and val's like i don't know why don't you ask him like she's completely done with him except for the fact that she doesn't break up with him or they do break up but it just like doesn't stick but she's you know completely done with lucho they talk about juliana briefly and there's kind of this like, oh, your friend kind of deal. But they have a very playful relationship between the two of them and are very supportive of one another. So they're it's kind of gentle teasing that I think Gie kind of gets that there might be something going on there. But he's kind enough not to be super pushy and overt about it. He's and just then
0: Belle finds out that her mother had a friend who has a design school. That's an important discovery for her because... It plays into Jules's future a little bit later.
1: Yep. Gie's godmother. Right. Is a designer.
0: Okay. So Jules comes home, and the lady who's, whose house it is that they're renting a room in, the same one with the extraordinary ability to be completely crass, says to her, you know, what time are you arriving? This is a decent house. And her and Jules are always sort of at each other's throats. Jules even says to her, you're not my mom.
1: Yeah, Jules is having none of it, which is so funny. Like you see these moments of how she can behave when she is like just done, done with people. And she's very excited. She's smiling. She's telling her mom it was amazing. And her mom's really excited because she's like, tell me about it. What do you do? different from things that either of them really go through. And she's, she's describing like the waiters and everything going on at the party and the dresses. Uh, And then her mom kind of drops uh, the bomb of you look really happy. Why do you look really happy? And she wants to know what is making her so happy. Mm,
0: Did you meet a boy? And she's like, no, I actually had, I met a boy, but I've had much more fun with Val.
1: And God, Lupe's face, like she's kind of trying to stay on board with it. But her her tone and her facial expressions completely change. And I don't even think she really realizes why. But she just expected for Juliana to say, you know, I met a boy. It was great, blah, 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 because she looks so happy. And she looks in love, exactly to your point of when she was you know having the flashback of when she left like there's this moment of happiness on her face and then her mom finds out that that's not the case it's not because she met some wealthy boy um and just gets her demeanor changes completely and i think it's they're both disappointed with how the conversation can we catch
0: across to val she's in the pool room sitting on one of the chairs and remembering the night before and remembering how beautiful Uh, see this is such a cool moment
1: yeah they do flashbacks really well on this show and you know poor baby valentina has just asked for more orange juice because she's coming down um and a little bit despondent from the mdma and she's having a moment it she's like kind of shaking back and forth a little bit and then she puts her head in her hands and then she lays down and puts her hands on her head again and it's just when you're like Jesus and she says she says geez Valentina she's talking to herself I think that
0: that's just because she's coming down though I think she's realizing that all these things that happened the night before with with Jules was more than friends and she's developing feelings And she's not quite sure what to do with it.
1: Oh, absolutely. I think it's just exacerbated because of that. And again, could be kind of misconstrued. And this is a very interesting scene. We shift to Hakobo and Chivis talking. And Hakobo's actually Valentina's father. So he's getting to see a window into the world of his children that he never saw before. And he's saying, Val seemed pretty drunk last night. Does she ever do drugs? And Chivis is like, oh, I don't know anything about that, even though she absolutely does. So he's, you know, starting to realize that maybe his kids aren't really as well adjusted as he thought that they were. Which is just, you know, it's a, it's a sad kind of sweet moment um, that he's starting to come to terms with this.
0: Does Chavis know that he's who he is?
1: I don't believe so. But because she just dropped
0: in there that the kids prefer alcohol like their father. And it seemed quite intentional.
1: Yeah, you might be right because she also has kind of like a, a clairvoyant gift where she touches people and has those moments. And she has like accidentally touched him before oh. and had flashes. Yes. But it's scenes that don't correspond with who's and Val, so they're not included in what most of our viewers will likely be watching. Okay. But... So he's obviously
0: concerned with his daughter and what's going on and now they're talking about other stuff i haven't actually watched the scene before interesting oh wow (laughs) the scene is so awkward
1: well and there are these moments where hakabo who is actually the you know the patriarch of this family is coming to terms with it he forgets that he's essentially hired help at this point And this is an ongoing thing that you'll see come up. But now we get back to Valentina, who comes and finds Hakobo and needs uh, a favor from
0: him. And he makes excuses that he can't do it.
1: Well, this was from last night. He made an excuse as to why he couldn't give Jules a ride home last night. He said that he wasn't feeling better. But now he has to start coming up with more excuses because he knows that she wants to go see Juliana and he makes up that he has like a doctor's appointment and they're discussing that Val, you know, has met Juliana and she's her new friend and he's obviously, you know, fishing for information, trying to understand how who's ended up in in their lives.
0: I think that's good for today. So this was quite an important part as well because we got to see both of the main characters starting to realize that they have feelings for one another and that they're more than just friends.
1: Yeah, and I think as a member of what I consider myself a long-standing member of the Juli and Tina fandom. This is, again, when stuff really starts to pick up. So two of the scenes that we watched today, which are back-to-back, so the dress shopping scene and the party scene, that's really when things started to to pick up online and Tumblr started going crazy um, because there's this moment where you know, when they're having that scene together in Val's bedroom, you think that they're going to kiss. Um, So there was excitement, but apprehension from the fan base still because it seemed like they were going to and then they didn't. So you got kind of worried that this was just going to be a a clickbaity kind of ratings thing. And at that point, you know, it was being translated by a few people. But there you know, I, I kept seeing like gifts pop up on my dash more and more when this scene happened, when there was really like shareable content that wasn't just subtext anymore. And
0: it actually ramps up quite fast now.
1: Yes. Yeah. There's oh gosh, Which there's is, so much that still hasn't it's happened. It's
0: true. I'm still amazed at how well because this is like a this is a TV soap opera. This is not even like big budget film stuff or anything. And they managed to to make that intimacy and that developing feelings between them without literally having somebody say, hey, I think you're hot, you know?
1: Yeah. Yeah, this... I think it's just... It's an interesting medium and it poses the question, you know, how could... A traditional soap opera from the US be better and I just don't really think that they have a lot of incentive to be better given you know the time that it's on each day that they've been so long running but it's just this intense you know we watched for close to an hour today and we got through about a day of time they met in the park the day prior And then they went dress shopping, and then they went to the party, and then they slept over, and they got up the next day. And that's where we're at right now. But, you know, a lot of shows will cover, like, days or weeks in a single episode. But, yeah, they just, they really give the characters time to explore their feelings organically. And this is something that was talked about at the time, like, the emotional beat of the scenes if a show is trying to get them done in prime time, every second counts when you have 42 or 43 minutes for an episode. So they tend to rush things or use different mechanisms to, to display or showcase that. But this show is really good about just letting these moments of comfort and discomfort just happen organically for many, many seconds so that you really felt them the way the characters would. Oh,
0: absolutely. Fine. When the scene when uh, Jules is, is helping Val take the top off and she just runs her hand, like sweeps her hair off to the side. They held that shot for a painfully long moment. We were all like, oh my God, it's so intimate.
1: <laughs> yeah, no, it's a, it's a whole thing. You feel it and it's very much, you know, I know I keep coming back to the perspective as a writer, but showing versus telling. You know, to your exact point, nobody needs to tell Valentina or Juliana that they like the other because the viewer is being shown that experience in real time. You don't need things that overt. It's just happening organically with the way the characters are behaving and the way their interactions are playing Absolutely. out with one another.
0: Monica, that was beautiful. Thank you so much for joining me today
1: again. Thank you. Very excited. We have many, many more episodes.
0: You're listening to Lesbians on Screen. I'm Sheena and I'm joined today by author Monica McKellen. Monica, can you tell listeners where they can find you online?
1: Very socially active online. Uh, Just depends on what channel. Uh, So Twitter is my jam if you want to communicate with me and have the best probability that i will communicate back so it's at monica mccallan and that's on twitter i do have a facebook fan page and i have a website www.monicamccallan.com but for sure if you're looking to hang out and engage and chat about stuff twitter is where you can find me
0: thank you for listening to lesbians on screen a podcast that delves into the world of queer women on big and small screens Join us next week as we continue discussing the global phenomenon that is Juliantina. If you love this podcast, then rate us 5 stars on Apple Podcasts and help other fans find us.